morning, good afternoon, good evening to my favorite people in the world. Welcome to another episode of Miss Congeniality. If this is the first one you're listening to, buckle up because we have an exciting ride for you today. Not really, actually. Um, We actually do have some exciting things going on, but we've been doing like guest, 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 which I love having guests and I love interviewing. So I've had a lot of fun and I feel like they're really like good guests. And today we are having a guest, but I'm going to make this like a half and half episode. So half me updating, chatting, just giving you guys my thoughts on things that have been going on. And then half our guest, her name is Emma Benshoff and she is a bookstagrammer, a friend of mine, and she's like probably the best reader that I know personally. She just loves books and loves to read. She reads so much and I have tons of questions about reading for her because I think that like a lot of people who either aren't readers right now but want to be or are readers but they want to like branch out or they're in a reading rut or whatever I think it can be really lucrative to listen to someone speak who like not only works in books because her full-time career is in books but also loves books and I love books but I don't know I'm never I think it's because I'm a writer also I'm not a big like give book rec kind of girl I know it's so subjective and I really don't believe there's any bad art um everything is subjective like your least favorite book and my least favorite book are going to be two completely different books and your favorite book might be my least favorite and vice versa so I obviously will give book recs but I always think it's good to bring in somebody else with like a fresh perspective and new book recs she also reads much more than I do and I think she'll have some great advice about like sustaining um a reading schedule and book clubbing and kindles and books and recs and all that good stuff um so that's going to be at the end of the episode but To just get us started, let's catch up because I feel like it truly has been forever. Uh, And when I say forever, it's simply been two weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been, it's quite literally been two weeks, I think. But I just feel like we haven't chatted and caught up in a while. So I have a whole list and there's so much to go over. But first, like, I'm recording this now in the heat of the moment with Mascara Gate on TikTok. And if you don't know what that is, I'll explain it to you guys briefly. So basically the makeup TikToker, Michaela, who in my opinion is like the biggest makeup TikToker, she did an ad for L'Oreal for this mascara. And she basically said, it looks like you're wearing false lashes after put the mascara on. And people are saying she actually is wearing false lashes and lied. Now, when you watch the video, I would say, yes, she is wearing false lashes and lied. But I think this is like a multi-layered conversation. Like first and foremost, I do believe influencers have a hundred percent need to be honest when you develop a community and you have a relationship with your audience they will trust you and it is important that you are being honest and upfront with them because they trust you and could be influenced by you that being said I think the amount that people talk about this and the links they go to is entirely insane and not okay like I am all for a comment being like, hey, Michaela, like, I really loved you before, like, not cool of you to lie about this, and unfollowing her or blocking her if that's the way you protect your peace, or just, like, making a comment like, damn, like, I really loved you, and, like, this really, this one got me, like, I'm upset. That's totally fine. Hold her accountable. Accountability is important. She deserves to be held accountable. But the millions of hate videos that are coming up on my For You page and the things people are saying about her are absolutely fucking crazy. And I always wonder, like, I feel like people like that who are going to, like, be so excited, it's almost like they're excited to cancel someone, which is so strange to me. But these people who are so excited to cancel her and make hate pages and hate comments and hate videos, I feel like they really think they're doing something. 
like they really think they're doing something when they're like so excited to cancel they're like I just did something I bettered the world and it's like all this energy is actually doing nothing she lied about a mascara if you directed this energy toward anything else a nonprofit organization some issue going on in the world like you could actually get somewhere and that would actually be doing something to help the world so it's like just kind of dis I think it's sad it's not discouraging to me in any way because I strive for honesty but it's just sad to me that people are like so thrilled about canceling someone it's like I'm disappointed I really liked her and that's a bummer and you know what we all fuck up and I hope that she comes out of this better but she's also like a human with feelings and I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried about her mental health like I just think people think only one thing can be true at once and that's completely untrue two things can be true and the two things that are true and at play in this scenario is that she can be held accountable and our energy can be directed elsewhere and she can be held accountable and we do not need to be mean cruel or like actually insane so I have a rule if you wouldn't walk up to somebody on the street and say it to their face, don't put it in a comment section. And I was thinking about this recently because another video came up on my For You page and it was like a girl with an outfit on that she seemed to really like and I, the commenters did not like it, but all the comments were like, that's not it, girl. And like, you look so ugly and like, you look like a fucking toe and like, you're horrible, you're heinous. And I'm like, can you imagine walking up to this girl on the street and being like, that's not it, girl. That's not it, girl. Like, you would never you would never do it it's insane to me I also just like I I said this about the Dubai thing but the commentary about shit going on on TikTok it needs to end like I do not need one more video being like we have to talk about Michaela I'm like we don't she lied it's just it's depressing that she lied we're all upset about it hopefully she changes fucking period end of story and then there's people being like it's really harmful that she's trying to influence people to buy this mascara and I'm like no we need to take personal accountability as well because yes she's influencing us and yes it's shitty that she lied when she's influencing us to potentially spend money but on the flip side if you are that like whipped by TikTok that you cannot help but get influenced by anything you see maybe you should delete the app and set boundaries like I just think this conversation is so nuanced and I feel bad for her I really do like I don't even feel bad for her about what she did at all. Like, she lied, sucked up, like, deserves to be held accountable. But I really feel bad for this. And I'm like, I can hardly even go on TikTok because my whole For You page is commentary and commentary and bullying. And I'm like, oh my god. Guys, we need to get hobbies. It's so healthy to have hobbies. Like, I cannot... Oh, my calendar is notifying me that we have something going on. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about this for long. But I just, like, I can't. Like, I'm serious. It's crazy to me. Like... I think we all need hobbies and to direct our energy towards something really great, something that's really going to help the world. And as always, influencers should be held accountable. And that is not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is it, it's it's hairy. It's thorny in there. That app right now, the other person, Scar Girl. Now, is Scar Girl lying? If you ask me, yes, she's lying. Why the fuck do people care? You're what? You're... You're literally bankrolling her. You're literally paying her bills. Like, people, I've seen people, like, go on Photoshop, and I'm probably just as bad because I've watched them, these, like, in-depth videos of them going on Photoshop and, like, Photoshopping the old Scar, the new Scar. Honestly, though, I'm a fan of Scar Girl. Like, if this is a scam, I support women's wrongs. Like, she is scamming. Like, also, what is she scamming? Like, okay, like, she faked a Scar, and it looks so fake. It's just, like, funny. It's, like, a moment in time. People are pissed. People are, like, liar. I'm, like why do you care she's literally a little girl like uh, 
do you have nothing better to do? Like, could, I have nothing better to do because I'm watching it, but I'm watching it because I enjoy it, because I enjoy this this situation, and because I'm invested. But I'm not going to, like, hate crime a little girl because she drew on a fucking scar with, eye, like, a p- eyebrow pencil or whatever. We all need to relax. And the drama on TikTok, it just keeps coming. It really does. So, you know, that's kind of been my take on TikTok lately. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Like, please DM me if you have a different feeling. Ultimately, accountability is a yes. Bullying and being insane online is a no. And I think that that we can all kind of like rest our heads at night with that principle in mind. Now, on a better note, I'd love to share with you guys what what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm enjoying. So, I'm reading My Body by Emrata and Modern Lovers by Emma Straub. My Body in Physical Form and Modern Lovers on my Kindle. I like to read nonfiction and fiction at the same time. I really like Emily Ratajkowski and I think she's really smart. I'm not sure if I love her writing style yet, but again, so subjective. And I think she has some interesting themes at play so far. So even just reading it so I can be a part of the larger conversation about the book is a reason enough to read it. And I'm loving Modern Lovers by Emma Straub. I'm watching How to Get Away with Murder. I'm so fucking late to the game. If you don't want spoiler alerts, leave. Okay, season one, we need to talk about it. So basically, like, I'm just finished season one, I'm on season two now, and I just cannot, and I've said this, like, before a million times, but, like, we need to, like, really get to the bottom of this. How and why did they not turn themselves in right away? Like, I really, I really think it was arguably self-defense. Was it not? Like... I was watching, it was self-defense. Also, technically, Sam killed Lila. So, like, why are, ugh, I just, I think it's hard for me to watch now because I'm like, these dummies, like, they're just getting themselves in deeper shit and keep killing more people. But I guess that's why we have television shows and I was talking about this with someone and they're like, Eli, if they turn themselves in, there's no TV show. And I'm like, no, for sure. For 100% for sure. But in my logical brain, I'm like, this isn't making sense. Like, they are not getting away with murder. They're hardly getting away with murder. Also, I am just obsessed with any sort of, like, law show. And sometimes my dad's like, you'd be a good lawyer. I'm like, why? Because I like to fight and talk. Like, shut up. Like, I wouldn't be a good lawyer. Like, come on, dad, because my dad's a lawyer. Um, But I love to, like, watch the law. Also, I'm not smart enough to go to law school. Let's, like, be fucking for real right now. But I love to watch any show, movie, film, anything that has anything to do with, like, lawyers. I'm so locked in and I don't like true crime at all because I think it's inappropriate so I don't do that but I'm more so like on the lawyer side of things where I just like watch things about the law and maybe that sounds so incredibly boring to you but there's nothing like SVU and you know what SVU is so much better than true crime because it is not exploiting people and I said what I said and you get Marishka all wrapped into one the other thing I'm watching is Survivor which is interesting. I've never watched Survivor before. I'm watching season 18. And one thing about Survivor is that I would not even survive 10 minutes. Like, in the beginning of season 18, they're like, all right, you have to you have to walk in 120 degrees with all this stuff for four hours. I'm like, why is this fun? I would literally be like, call my Uber. Call my fucking Uber. Like, get me the hell out of here. But I guess, like, I guess there's something to be said about the resilience. But I don't really care about proving myself that I can, like, survive in the wilds like 
hopefully knock on wood I'll never have to do that and if I did I think I would be okay with the fact that I would die I think about this with the Hunger Games as well like people that are like I would fuck I would fuck up the Hunger Games like I would kill it I'm like good for you like I don't know why you developed that skill set I don't know why you think you need that skill set like I would be 100% dead in the Hunger Games or I think that my Hunger Games tactic would be sleeping with somebody from a different district who was like pretty powerful and like had a lot of resources and money from their district so that they would take care of me um, and manipulating them. That's probably what I would do and I think that would be my only shot at survival and in terms of survivor I mean zero percent chance on surviving because I yeah I feel like it's every man for themselves out there in a, in a way that like the Hunger Games is a bit more like teamwork and survivor feels like people are really stabbing each other in the back on their own teams and you know what I'm all for an every man for themselves kind of situation but I would not be able to successfully manipulate anyone also they seem dirtier um than they did in the Hunger Games and that kind of grosses me out listen like I I'm like a hygiene kind of freak so like if I get up in the morning like I'm immediately brushing my teeth like I don't like when I was single I would never sleep over a guy's house because I wouldn't have like my face wash and like I know a lot of people are like this I it just grosses me out so not being able to brush my teeth ah ah ew okay ew ew I just feel like I kind of ruined Survivor for myself, but I'm trying to get that image out of my brain. Anyway, I also wanted to talk a little bit about last week. I went on Hannah Burner's podcast, Burning in Hell. It's coming out soon. I'm not sure when. She said she would let me know, but it was really fun and it's really cool. Like, people are always like, don't meet people you look up to. Like, you'll be disappointed. And I can say the exact opposite for Hannah. Like, I really just hope that I'm the same way to people that look up to me because she's so fucking nice and cool and funny and like, she just makes she's the kind of person that makes you feel really welcome like she's so like friendly and warm and like just makes you feel like oh I want to talk to you oh I want to be around you like she's just a magnet to good vibes and if you're in the city and you like stand up you should go see her do stand up I think she does it at the stand and also listen to her podcasts burning in hell and giggly squad and I'll let you guys know when burning in hell um, my episode comes out but it was really fun and exciting and cool and like I'm very grateful for the opportunity and also just to meet her in real life because I've loved her and thought she was like the funniest person alive for so long. I also really look up to women in comedy specifically in stand-up because I just can't even imagine how difficult it is to break into that and to feel I don't know like empowered and supported and I've always kind of wanted to try but I've been always too scared but lately I've been trying new things. I went pole dancing. It was really fun. I'm still sore from it. And I just did a core power sculpt yoga class, which I've never done before. And it was so hot and an hour long. And I hate hour long workout classes. Like workout classes need to be no longer than 45 minutes. And movies need to be no longer than like an hour, 45 minutes. Um, an hour workout class is not for me. Um, it was boiling hot in there and I sweat my ass off and I can't touch my toes. So I'm trying new things. Um, the pole dancing went really well. I'll probably go back to the core power yoga sculpt. Because I feel like I got better. Like, I feel like I, like, really sweated out and, like, focused. And it was, like, really... I felt like it, I was getting better at, like, yoga and, like, getting stronger. But I didn't love it. <laughs> but I liked it. Um, so, yeah, we're trying new things. And we should always be trying new things. I went to the Nets game with my parents last night. And we had a blast. And I'm going to the Knicks game tonight. But last night, Selena Gomez was at the Nets game, and I was so fucking afraid they were going to pan to her and she was going to be with the Chainsmokers guy, but she wasn't. Actually, though, let's look it up. I bet you there's paparazzi photos from last night, 17 hours ago. 
Selena Gomez and Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah, he was there, too. He's so hot. Okay, wait. Are they together? Okay, she had on these gorgeous, huge hoop earrings. Okay, they're not together. This tweet makes it sound like... Sometimes Twitter is so misleading. This tweet made it sound like they were together, but they're not. But I don't think that she was with Selena Gomez, whereas a leather jacket with giant hoop earrings at Brooklyn's Night Game. She looked so good. And she had two friends with her, and they were both so cute. And then Michael B. Jordan was there as well. She's just like an adorable human, an angel in heaven above. I literally love her. And I cannot believe that Meryl Streep is going to be in Only Murders in the Building Season 2. They really fucking went for it with that. And I'm excited. Anyway, I have a lot of travel coming up that I want to talk to you guys about. Because maybe if you're in the cities where I will be heading, we'll see each other. Um, Please say hi. I'd love to say hi to you guys. So I'm going to Chicago this weekend. So excited. Going to visit Allie. And we're just going to have a cute little girls weekend. And also one of my closest friends from high school is in Chicago. Shout out to Kara. I'm also going to see her. I'm really excited. It's I haven't seen Allie since um, Labor Day. So it's been a while. We try to like see each other as often as we can. But like sometimes life gets in the way. And she's my best friend. If you don't know, we're in a long distance friendship, soulmate ship, relationship. And she's my favorite person in the world. So I'm so excited to see her. So that's coming up this weekend I'll be there and then I'm going at the end of February to LA for work so I'll be in Los Angeles I'm bringing my mom she's never been to LA so we're excited it's gonna be a moment it's gonna be fun and then because we're gonna be on the west coast we're going to see my brother in Seattle because we've never seen his apartment we've never been to Seattle so mom is just doing a lot of things for the first time she's trying new things she's taking risks it'll be great um and just send some good vibes for our trip it should be really fun and then I've had this in the books for a year I'm going to my boyfriend's work trip in Florida in Miami and I actually know nothing about Miami I've never been and I know nothing about Seattle I've never been so if you have recs for either of those please DM so I'll be gone from New York for like a little bit over two weeks which is weird but I think it'll be nice at least I'll be getting some sunshine and I'll have a chance to work on the book so I know everybody wants book updates and I'm going to give you as many as I have. Things are moving. Things are rolling. I've seen cover concepts. I'm fucking thrilled. I love them. Um, we're still working on the covers, so that's happening. I am able to give you guys a tentative idea that pre-order will be in May or June. So that's so exciting, and that is kind of like the milestone you need to be looking forward to. You'll get to see the cover. You'll get kind of like first glimpses of like the synopsis and like the quotes on the back and everything, and it's going to be huge and exciting, and we're going to do so much fun stuff and activations around that, and pre-order is really important, so get excited for that. Until then, I'm just finalizing edits and copy edits that are coming into me. I'm also working on another new creative project, so there's a lot of writing going on, which I actually think is wonderful. Um, because I will be able to just like write and work while I'm at my boyfriend's work trip and read and kind of like kind of crawl into my little writer hole, which I absolutely adore. And that takes me to March. And then at the end of the Mar- at the end of March, I'm going to Dallas um, for something very special. And Allie's coming with me. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot to be seen. There's a lot to do. And I'm still trying to plan that New York event. It's just that February became the most stressful month to ever exist ever. And dead smack in the middle, we got Valentine's Day. We just have tons of things going on. 
but we love it. We're excited and there's so many things going on and that's wonderful and we're thrilled. So that's kind of my upcoming travel. As things come up, I'll let you know. I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited to take my mom to LA. I'm excited to see Seattle and Miami for the first time. I'm so excited for Chicago and follow along. There'll be content as always. So that's kind of the travel update. Um, I wanted to give you guys an update about where I currently stand with my dog obsession. If you don't know, I'm planning to get a dog around my birthday this year maybe, but it's tentative. And I've gone back and forth on what kind of dog I want to rescue. So I'm going to rescue a dog, obviously. So it's not like it's my choice, but there are like specific rescue shelters that you can go to for like just Shiba Inus, which was the type of dog I wanted for a while. And now I really want a Vishla. So if I can rescue a Vishla, I would love to rescue a Vishla. They just look so fun and energized and like cute and adorable. So that's where I'm at. And I've actually been going and doing some kind of like research some R&D research and development at the local dog park in Madison Square Park in New York City there's a big dog park and a small dog park personally I believe the action is a little better in terms of spectating at the big dog park um there's just like more to be seen more to do more fun to be had and I stand there for about 45 minutes every Saturday it's a staple of my week it's on my to-do list like go look at the dogs And it brings me so much joy. And I've actually seen some of you guys there because you guys had a similar idea, which is so fun. And I love that. So what more could we possibly ever ask for than spectating at the dog park when we don't have anything else to do on a Saturday? Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the meat of the interview is you guys all deserving better. I've just had some situations in my life, be it friends or or followers telling me about how people are treating them. And I just want to hug you all and say you deserve better. And I have a little anecdote. So my best friend, Julia, she just moved in with her boyfriend. And he's just, like, a fucking precious man. Like, he's just, like, one of the better men. Like, he's so nice. And, like, not nice in the way of being, like, I'm a nice guy. Just because, like, no girls like nice guys. Like, no, he's, like, just genuine. A sweetheart. An angel. And we went out to drinks. And it was, like, a group of us that we hadn't seen each other in a bit. And he called the bar that we were going to. It was like a little speakeasy, like fancy little cocktail bar. And he purchased a bottle of champagne and sent and had them send it over to the table. And the waiter was like, is it someone's birthday? Are we celebrating something? And we literally had to be like, no, her boyfriend like just did this just because he wanted her to have a fun night out with her friends and let all of us know how much he likes us and how happy he, he is that we're all getting together. And like, sure, that's expensive and time consuming. And maybe like your partner can't do that for you. But gestures like that is what you deserve. Like, even gestures like, hi, on my way here, I stopped at Trader Joe's and got you these $4.99 flowers or picked them outside or, like, I wrote you a really nice homemade card for your birthday or I knew that um, your favorite fruit is mangoes and they were on sale, so I grabbed some. Like, those little things is what you deserve. And I don't want you to be comparing your relationship to that story that I just said. That's not the point of this. The point of this is just to say if you are making excuses for somebody who is consistently not showing up for you, consistently not proving to you that you deserve fucking love and joy, consistently gaslighting you, consistently not making you feel good, fucking dump them, okay? Like, you would much rather be alone with your vibrator and your girlfriends on Valentine's Day than with that fucking piece of shit. And I'm only saying it because I've seen so many DMs recently being like, how do I get my boyfriend to call me pretty? I'm like, no, you fucking deserve better. And of course, there are learned behaviors and people can learn how to get better. That is so true. I'm just saying, like, I've been reflecting a lot. I feel like cuffing season is also the time a lot of people break up or start having doubts. And You just deserve the best. You deserve the best. Stop believing anything else. Believe me when I say that you deserve the goddamn fucking best. You deserve the gift that is heartfelt. It does not need to be expensive. You deserve the gestures that are heartfelt. They do not even need to cost money. 
you deserve your partner to ask you on a date and ask you to be your their valentine and of course again do not compare your relationship i'm just saying reflect and understand what you deserve and if you're begging for the bare minimum from somebody just know that somebody else would give it to you without you even having to ask and i love you and you deserve the fucking absolute best and we're about to enter into the two weeks before valentine's day and a lot of feelings come up around that i have a whole episode about valentine's day if you want to go listen to it but what i'm telling you is that i love you and the love that i want to give to you is the knowledge that you deserve the absolute best and that you will get it and we have to assume the best because it's the universe's job to confirm our assumptions and if we assume that we deserve the best then Hopefully, that is what the universe will repay us with. Remember, the law of attraction, positivity out, positivity in. Of course, you guys know that there's literally nobody on this face of this earth that I love more than you. Yes, you, the individual listening to this. Um, As always, post a selfie. Show me where you're listening from. Take care of yourself. Drink water. Clean off the chair in your room that's covered with clothes. Go have a muffin. Like a chocolate chip muffin or something like that and enjoy your day whenever you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this however you're listening to this I will be taking recommendations for what you guys want to hear next week I'm not sure if I'll have a guest yet I'm trying to like be booked busy and blessed over here with the guests and everything else and just give you guys the best podcast I possibly can but as always I'm taking recommendations I love you I hope you enjoy this beautiful stunning gorgeous episode with miss emma we're going to talk about books and give you all book recs and even if you're not a reader i want you to listen because i think maybe it will inspire you to start reading and there's nothing bad about reading there's no negative sides to it okay i love you guys so much and i hope you have an amazing stunning gorgeous beautiful friday or whatever day it is when you're listening to this okay bye see you next week hi everybody like i said i'm so excited for today's guest she's a better reader than i am and we're gonna talk all about books so please welcome Miss Emma to the show. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Eli. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. I literally was like doing my little intro before this and I was like, I need this conversation because I need new book recommendations and I feel like you're the best reader that I know. Oh my gosh, that is so generous. I feel like when you like work in publishing and you're just like around people who read so much, you've I, I'm always like, oh, I, I don't read at all. And then when yeah. I talk to my friends who like are in publishing, then they're like, oh my gosh, you read so much. Yeah, no, that's, that is exactly how I feel too. I feel like because I'm like sort of in the literary world, whenever I talk to my friends about reading, I'm like, they're like, wow, you read a lot of books. But when I talk to anybody else or I see like a bookstagrammer post like how many books they read last year, I'm like, oh, I don't read at all. <laughs> no, I know. Sometimes I'm like seeing people and they read like 300 books a year and I'm like, oh my gosh. One a day. Um, anyway, can you start by just telling us like a little bit about yourself before we get into all the nitty gritty questions that everybody had about reading and book recs and everything? I just like to establish like who you are and the kind of things you like to do and everything outside of just books. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So my name's Emma. Um, I, I guess we'll give like a little background so everyone knows why you can trust my book, Rex, which is I used to work in publishing. I worked in, uh, in publishing for five years um, on the promotional side of books. So the marketing side and the um, publicity side. So fun. I worked on adult books, YA books, all, all of it. Um, and yeah, so I, in my free time, obviously love to read. I would say like my genres are, I really love books about like rich people behaving badly. Yes. Um, so like, you know, you can think like, Gossip Girl, Big Little Lies, stuff like that. Um, you know, it can be it can be YA. It doesn't have to be 
and then, you know, but I also really love a celebrity memoir. I love a normal memoir. You know, I kind of, I kind of read it all. I love it. I love it. So we've established that you have like some agency to talk about these things, which I also think is so helpful. And I'm excited because I feel like you read different books than I typically read. And I'm like a big nonfiction girl. So I'm always like, I need more fiction recs. And I feel like you like fiction. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I love fiction. I am also a nonfiction girl. I, but a lot of my nonfiction, I kind of uh, like teeters two areas. So I either really love a celebrity memoir. Um, and if I love, if I'm reading a celebrity memoir, I always listen to the audiobook because usually the celebrity reads it. Um, which is fun. And then I love like narrative nonfiction. So like Dolly Alderton, I love that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But then besides that, I really gravitate towards fiction. I love it. So I guess I didn't plan on asking you this, but I had no idea you were a celebrity memoir girly. What has been like your favorite celebrity memoir of all time? And going off of that, how do you feel about Prince Harry's memoir? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm reading <laughs> Prince Harry's book right now. And oh. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook. It's 14 hours long, which is like oh so God. it's extremely long. Um, and I I'm into it. The the first part I really liked, it's like broken up into three parts. The first part I really liked, the second part was like all about war, and I kind of found it boring. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't care. But then the third part is like we're getting into like the Meg and Harry stuff, which is obviously like the best part what we're all here for so I'm so happy but it is like incredibly well written um the ghostwriter he worked with is like a really like well-known one within the industry and like they talked about who it is so it's not like a secret but uh he's like done a lot of other like really good uh memoirs and so I'm into the Prince Harry book and then the other celebrity memoirs that I've really loved um obviously Jeanette McCurdy was a great one and then I also really, really liked um, this is like kind of random because I I've I'm not like a big Demi Moore fan, but like her book is so good. It's so well written. No um, and then the other one that I haven't read that I want to read is Jessica Simpson because everyone says it's so good. Everybody says it's like groundbreaking and really gives you a new I feel like we don't res- like not that we don't respect Jessica Simpson like you and I, but I feel like as a society, like Yeah, I, totally Kelly Clarkson, like they deserve better both of them a hundred percent so yeah like those are the ones that I've really loved recently did you read Matthew Perry's um no I didn't but I've seen like a lot of stuff on it in the news yeah there's a lot of like TikTok are you familiar with Celebrity Memoir Book Club yes of course so they're like a lovely podcast duo and they had a lot of like I feel like controversial in terms of like people not that I thought it was controversial but people like really like they opened like a big discourse around the book on TikTok. I felt like they were posting a lot of um, clips from the podcast episode about it. And it seems like really interesting. And like people were either like team Matthew Perry or team like anti Matthew Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've, this is kind of maybe a, a hot take. I've never watched friends, so no I'm way. not like a friends girl. So I, I don't know anything about Matthew Perry. So I've only seen like what's been on like TikTok. And so I haven't read it because of that. Oh, but yeah. I just thought of another amazing celebrity memoir is Emily Ratajkowski oh yeah I'm my body yes I'm reading it right now I just started it's so good and it was really weird like some random cut article about like thinking it was horrible came up on like my Instagram or like on like Twitter um right when I started reading it and I was like I don't want to read this article because I don't want it to like impede on like my own thoughts around it but so far I really like it she's so smart 
I really like it. I don't like I would be when I read it, I didn't know that much about her, just like obviously that she was like a model. And yeah. I found it to be like incredibly well written and just like very relatable, like which you wouldn't think that because like obviously like not a model. So I you know, like but it's very relatable for like a normal woman, I feel like. Okay. I'm then I'm looking forward to getting into it because I'm on like chapter one. But so far I really like the style, like the short fragmented sort of like chapters. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, cool. I love that. Okay, well, switching gears a bit from celeb memoirs, I'm curious what the best book you read was last year. Um, I feel like I, I like saw a lot of people say that their that their best book or their favorite book of the year was like X Y Z, and it was a book I read and didn't really like. I felt like the consensus over best books of the year last year was like really like spread out. Like people had a lot of different thoughts. So, what was your best book that you read in 2022? Okay, that's pretty hard, but I I would say like a when I like think of best books, there's a kind of a couple of different ways I think about it. Like there are books that I think like I loved, but they weren't like the best book I read because like if you're taking into account like the writing and stuff, like there are books that I love that I think are like like I would rate five stars, but they're not like objectively the best book. I think like the best book that I've thought about over and over and over again um, that I read last year was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Did you yeah. read that? I haven't read it yet, but my roommate just finished it and was going to lend it to me to read. Yeah, you have to read it. It's so good. I literally read it maybe in like July and I think about it all the time. And the premise, it's it's hard to explain what it's about. It's kind of about video games. But whenever I say that, I feel like people are like, oh, I don't like video games. I don't, yeah. also don't like video games. Um, but you do not have to like video games to like this book. Like it's so beautifully written. And it's like a story of friendship and love. Oh, it's so good. Okay, wait, I love that. I feel like my types of books are typically the ones that are the mo- the best, the most well-written. Like I'm, I'm a big kind of like I, I really focus on like prose and writing style. And then the other thing is characters. Like the plot could be nothing. And if the characters are like living to me and the writing is vibrant, I will love a book. Like that's kind of like my style of books, which I feel like is very different than a lot of people. I think I sort of read like a writer, which is obvious but I feel like a lot of people don't like that kind of style of book and are like more plot driven people yeah I I think like I agree like I I think characters are like so important to a story and like if you really relate or you don't even have to relate but if you really feel for the character um that's like the most important thing to me I also another thing that I think find really important in books is setting like if you can really feel the setting um, and like really crisply picture where they are that's also something that I like love in a book and in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow first of all the characters are just like so like they're just so beautifully written and like so different from each other but I feel like it's a thing where like everyone can like think of like oh I have like a Sadie in my life or like like which is one of the characters like you can all yeah. you can like think about like the characters and relate them to people in your lives even if like you've never lived this direct experience I love that. Okay, I'm going to read it. That's on my list. Um, But I guess like pulling back again, because I kind of want to get this like established idea of what you like to read before we get into like more nitty gritty questions. What would you say is like your favorite book that you've ever read? And it doesn't need to be like what you think of as the best, but maybe just like one that you always come back to you've read many times. Yes. Okay, I have two. Um, These are books that I would consider like some of my favorite books of all time. Uh, the first is From the Corner of the Oval by Beck Dory Stein. Um, it is a memoir of a girl who worked in the Obama White House. 
Um, but she's like in her early 20, her early to mid 20s. And it's about her job, but it's also about like her having an affair with another staff member. And it's so well written again, like she's an incredible writer. And it's such a fun story because it's set in like this crazy world of like politics and like the white house and she's like on air force one and stuff but then it's also a story where like every girl in their 20s can relate to like a guy you know who like you want to like you so bad and he just doesn't um it's just it's such a good story because it's like specific but universal and i think like the best stories are specific but they also like have a universal theme. My second favorite, which I am realizing these are both nonfiction, but the second one is Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. Um, it is a book of essays about American culture and like pop culture and just things that affect women's lives. It is so smart and so well written. And there's one essay on like um, exercise and the commodification of that that I love. It's so good so good and then I guess I'll give like a non-fiction or a fiction example because I just said I love fiction but gave two non-fiction examples um I'm a big Taylor Jenkins read girl which is basic but classic I love the seven of husbands of Evelyn Hugo and then my other favorite non-fiction or fiction book is um Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson which I don't even know how to describe because it's a very weird plot but it is like 200 and maybe 50 pages like it's very short and it's so funny and cute. Everyone needs to read it. I love it. How kind of like going off the Taylor Jenkins read being basic but classic. How do you feel about Colleen Hoover? Okay. Um, I've only read a couple Colleen Hoover books. I'm trying to think. I've read It Ends With Us and I've read Verity and I've read whatever the newest, not the sequel. I can't remember. One other. Um, it's It's not really my type of book. I don't, I don't love a like... I don't know like it's it's not my type of book but I totally respect like the like people who love those books and I think that like I hate like I it's like a big pet peeve of mine is people who like talk down on like what people like to read yeah I think like there's something for everyone and I totally respect that it's not what I want to read but like I I think it's great to see like women dominating publishing agreed so yeah, so, not my not my personal fave, but like love that for them. Love that for them. I guess kind of like going off of that too, because she's so like book talk. Like I feel like TikTok really like made her because like those books that are now like topping the charts, they did not come out recently, which people just like, I don't think people even know that. And I'm curious, like, what are your takes on book talk? Are you on book talk? Do you post on book talk? Do you like it? Do you think it can be or get kind of toxic? Like, what are your overarching thoughts? Yeah, so I think, first of all, um, when, like, book talk became really big, I was still working in publishing, and it was, like, so interesting to see, um, like, books that had been out for, like, seven to ten years getting back onto the bestsellers list. Typically, that's not how publishing works, and, like, the books that are on the bestseller list are books that have come out in the past year, really the past, like, six months. Um, it's very rare to see books that are like years and years old on the bestseller list. So I think that's actually great. I love that TikTok and like book talk gives people the, the, they can find out about books that are backlist books and they're not like maybe in all the articles. I think that's great. Um, I think that there's also like something to be said about like finding books in like from people who aren't necessarily like experts quote-unquote like it, you, you get to see a more uh, wide variety of books 
Um, but I, I don't post on TikTok. I'm not like a book talker. So I just like observe from afar. Yeah, no, I feel that. I also observe from afar. And I feel like the only time I don't like it is when people do what you just mentioned before and like shame what other people like to read. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that there is something for everyone and like just to be reading is like great and I just don't like when people are like oh like if you read this you're dumb or you're basic or you know like you're like that doesn't count as reading or whatever like I just really hate that yeah I agree I I feel like sometimes I feel pressure to be like reading the most like advanced things which like I have read some advanced books or like some classics but I love Emily Henry and I will like not back down from that fact I think that she I fucking love her style of writing I am obsessed with how she kind of like turns the rom-com sort of like romantic genre on its head and makes it ironic like I just love her writing and I love her stories and like I will not apologize for that ever and I think no 100%. people think it's and basic yeah I think like it's funny me and my roommate we talk about like our this is like so dumb but we, we talk about like our smart people books and our dumb people books and it's like that's not even what it is like it's just like sometimes you want to read a book that makes you think and there are there's a time and place to read books that you know really make you think about the world and the your place in the world and you know like how other people experience the world and I think that that everyone should be reading books like that but there's also a time and a place to read books for for escapism and for pleasure and like for me exactly like an Emily Henry a Taylor Jenkins read is what I need sometimes just to like relax and read for fun absolutely absolutely so kind of like for our newer readers because there's a lot of people that ask me this and I don't have a really good answer so I'm curious to see if you do a lot of people ask me like how do you recommend getting into reading and what kind of book would you start with so I'm curious what advice you give people because I'm sure being that you've been in the book world for so long people like friends and acquaintances probably ask you like oh I'm such a bad reader how do I get into reading or like how what do I start with so what are your recommendations for getting into reading from somebody who's like newer and then also um what would you start with totally so a couple things um for people who like maybe they haven't read a lot recently like they used to read as a kid or they just haven't been a big reader but they want to get into it I think one thing is thinking about what you like to enjoy in other types of content so like what tv shows you like to watch what movies you enjoy what you like to watch on tiktok you know like what stories are you enjoying because like even if you're not a big reader you still enjoy stories in other forms um and so that's a good way to like kind of figure out what genre you might like to read so you know if you are really gravitating towards watching romantic comedies then like an Emily Henry book might be a great place for you to start but if you are you know watching Game of Thrones and maybe there's like a fantasy book that would be a better place for you to start and so I really always tell people like my friends or whoever when they don't know what to read to think about like what you enjoyed in other forms of media because you know books are just another form of media um and so that that's kind of like an easy entry point into reading and then I think like I love to a big part of reading for me is like talking about what I'm reading with my friends and my family um and like people around me and so I would always recommend reading a book that like one of your friends is reading so that you can have someone to like talk to because like when I think about like watching a tv show I'm like texting my friends like oh my gosh I can't believe that happened and like I think that I love to have that experience while reading as well so you can always like ask a friend what they're reading um but I think yeah like basing it off of something that you like in media is always a good place to start that's such a good point about 
um, both like basing it off of something that you already like. And then also like reading something that a friend is reading or like reading something based on like a movie or a television show that like you think you might like is all really great. I feel like I tell people to get the Emily Henry books all the time when they're trying to get into reading because I just feel like it's so palatable. Like it's so digestible and I've read them so fast and not everyone's a fast reader, but I just feel like they're just, they're like a happy walk in the park. Yeah, I mean, I Emily Henry is a great writer. Those books are so fun, um, and I love them. And I, yeah, her new book that's coming out this year is also like I I read it a couple months ago. It is probably the best book. She, like I I think it's her best book yet. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Wait, what is your favorite so far? Um, so I was a big book lovers girl. I think because I worked in publishing, like I just loved it being set in publishing. Yeah. Um, but I also really like Beatrice. Yeah, I like both. I think I read Book Lovers first, so I think that's gonna that one's gonna have my heart. Yeah, exactly. I just like love and I love it the that Nora, the main character, is like she's like supposed to be this like unlovable kind of like the mean girl or like the bad girl like in a rom com where she gets dumped and then like he ends up with like the small town girl and she's like the one who got dumped. Like I love that idea of like kind of turning that on its head and like her being the protagonist. Yeah, no, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I love it too. What about Sally Rooney? Do you have favorites or do you, are you a big Sally Rooney girl? Yeah, I am. I love Sally Rooney. Um, I liked normal or I, I really liked normal people. I loved conversations with friends. Conversations with friends is her, my favorite of her books. Okay. And I read it after. I think it's so good. But like in terms of the TV shows, like I loved normal people and couldn't get into the conversations with friends TV show. So that's just like interesting. No, I agree with you. I think conversations with friends, I am so like so many people like normal people better, which always shocks me, but I'm so like in ingrained in that story. Like I'm so obsessed with it. I see myself in all the characters that I feel like no adaptation was going to do it justice for me no matter what. Whereas normal people I like a lot, but I was more open to whatever they wanted to do with it. Yeah. And I think like I, um, something I think about with books a lot is like, there are some stories that translate really well to on screen and some that are just better as books. And then there are some stories that translate better like on screen and are not as good as books I was talking to my friend about this last night actually um and like we were talking about Daisy Jones and the Six which is obviously becoming a tv show I read that book and I loved it but my friend that I was talking to like she didn't like the format of it but she's like I can't wait to watch the show because I feel like it lends itself so well to the screen yeah that I agree with that I'm gonna give the biggest hot take ever I could not it's not that I didn't like it I just I don't know what it was I just felt like I was waiting for something else to happen and I just think I I don't know if I was bored. I don't know what it was. I almost felt like I had read something like it before and I know how many people love it and I know why they love it, but I'm also looking forward to the show because I think I'm going to like it better as a show. Yeah, I think some things translate really well to screen and I think that like that's an example of a show that will translate extremely or a book that will translate extremely well to being on screen. Um but I always say to people, like, when people ask me about audiobooks, like, that is an audiobook that people, like, if you're going to read Daisy Jones, you need to listen to the audiobook because it's a full cast. And so, like, every character in the book is played by a different, like, audio person. And it is, like, the best audiobook. Wait, I actually have heard that. Like, the amount of times people have told me that when I've said I'm, like, not the biggest fan of the book, they've been like, if you listen to the audiobook, you'll change your mind. 
like I read the book several several years ago like when it came out or whatever and then like I listened to the audiobook last year because I was like oh the show's coming out I want to remember and I liked it so much more when I listened to the audiobook okay I'm definitely gonna have to do that because I need to give it another chance because like I couldn't really get into it and I finished it but like I feel like I want to give it another chance before it comes out on the screen totally okay so next question when do you read? Someone asked me this recently, someone that's trying to get into reading. They were like, when do you read? Like I could never just like, and I guess like it's like a habit for us now, but this person was like, I just like when I'm thinking about things to do, it never comes into my brain. Like when do you read? Do you carve out time for reading? Do you give yourself like page counts or do you do it whenever you get the urge? Is it just a habit for you? Like what kind of is like your reading routine? Okay. I love this question. I think there's a couple things. And this is like another thing. Like if you're trying to get into reading, this is what you need to do. You need to bring a book with you everywhere you go. Like if you're going to work, you bring the book with you. If you're going to the dentist, you bring the book with you. If you're going out with your friends, like for lunch, you bring the book with you. Like you bring the book everywhere you go. And it can be a book. It can be a Kindle. It can be a audiobook Like I don't care, but like you have it with you. So like for me, like I read on the subway on the way to work. Then once I'm at work, you know, I do my little work all day. Then I read home on my way home. Um, That way, like if there's time on the subway, like where, you know, you get stuck in between stops, I got my book. If I'm going to a workout class, like I bring my book anywhere I'm going, I bring it with me. So that way, like when you have that extra like 10 minutes where like you get somewhere early or you're meeting a friend for drinks and like they're running late, like you have something to do and that's time that you otherwise wouldn't be doing something. So it's not like you're cutting into like your sometimes people are like oh like I don't want to cut into my tv time or whatever like you you're filling it into places where you otherwise would maybe be like playing candy crush or whatever like that's what I do on the subway if I'm not reading um so like just bringing it with you everywhere and then the and then I also read like right before I go to bed my roommate and I I don't know if you did this when you were a kid in school but like when I was in school we had like dear time it was like drop everything and read time read so my roommate and I do we, we like sometimes do like dear sessions and we're like okay like for 45 minutes we're gonna read our books and like we're not gonna watch tv and we're not gonna pick up our phones but I love that that's a great idea like I always tell people for almost everything accountability partners are just like the ultimate like they will make your change your life like accountability partners for the gym accountability partners for like not texting your ex accountability partners for like everything you ever want to do if you have a friend that's also going to do it with you it's so much more motivating a hundred percent. And I think like, like my roommate and I aren't, aren't reading the same book all the time. Like we're reading different books, but it's like, we're just sitting in the same room, both reading. And it, and then it's like, I'm much less likely to like roll over and look at my phone because like, I know that she'll be like, get back on, get back to reading. Yeah. She's holding you accountable. I love it. That's awesome. Do you guys like do a book club or are you guys just like independent readers? So we, we do have a book club. I'm like very serious about my book club. It's like my social event of the season every month um it's like themed towards whatever the book is and yeah like it's it's a very big deal in my in my brain um I also just like love hosting parties so I think it's so fun but I think like that's another thing if people want to get into reading like make it a social thing like make it a thing with your friends where like you're all gonna read a book and then like all you you don't have to do it at your house like you can go out to dinner or whatever but like when there's like a social element to it then I think you're way more likely to do it yeah I have like some friends I'm not personally in a book club but I have some friends that are in book clubs and they'll like be like oh yeah book club last night lasted five hours because we were just like drinking and eating and talking about the book and it was so fun yeah like this month we read 
that's what we we were reading Prince Harry's book and like I we have book club next week and I already know it's gonna be like a heated discussion like everyone's gonna have like their thoughts on the book and I just can't wait and it's gonna be tea party themed oh my god that's so cute okay this is gonna motivate everybody to start a book club because that's so fucking cute um do you read like actual books or are you like a kindle girl at all Okay. Um, I have always been a physical book person and until recently I was kind of a snob about it where I was like, oh, I just like love the feeling of paper, like one of those people. Um, However, I got a Kindle for Christmas and I will say like it is a complete game changer in the fact that it is so small and like I can fit it in all of my purses. So like when I was talking about like bringing your book with you everywhere, like it is so nice to bring my Kindle like in my bag when I'm like going to meet people for brunch or something where like usually I would just like leave my book at home because um it's like too big to fit in my cute little bag my kindle is so small i can fit it in my coat pocket like wherever um and so like that has made me read so much more i also feel like i read so much faster on the kindle yeah it's kind of and yeah i read so much faster on it and i feel like when i finish a book i can just immediately start a new one so like it keeps me like in the pace and the rhythm of reading and i think like any habit like reading is something where like the more you do it the more you like the better you get at it and so like if I what I always do and like I was talking to my friend about this the other night I feel like when I'm reading I need to have another book like on deck so I know like when I finish this book I'm gonna read this next otherwise when I finish my book I get stuck in like what should I read next like it takes me a couple more days to like decide yes I 100,000% agree like I was such a snob and I got a Kindle and it changed my life and I still read regular books too I just like switch totally depending on totally what I'm into yeah, and, like, I also, like, sometimes I split up my genres. So, like, books that I read on my Kindle, like, are books that I think, like, oh, like, I probably am not going to read this for a second time. Or it's not a book that I'm going to want to lend out to people. Yeah. So it's, like, I read a lot of, like, romance books that I'm going to read really quickly on my Kindle, things like that. Then I on my – if for books that I know that I'm going to want to own a copy of it or I'm going to want to, like, give it to my friends to borrow – borrow I buy those so like both uh authors that are like repeat authors for me or books that I'm like super excited about um or you know like books that have really good covers I'm like I know I'm gonna want to keep it on my shelf yeah um those are the kind of books that I'll buy your color-coded bookshelf yeah exactly on my color-coded bookshelf but because like I read a lot like I can't buy every book hardcover because it just like doesn't make sense like I don't need to own these many this many books yeah and it's just like it's, it's expensive like yeah. Okay. I love it. I agree. And I have two more questions for you. So the first one is like, how do you get out of a reading slump or rut? Just for our more experienced readers who are listening, who like maybe are just like in a place where they're like, I can't seem to get into anything. What do you do when that happens to you? Okay. A couple things. Like this happens to me a lot when I read a book that I just like absolutely loved. And I'm like, when I read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, I, once I finished it, I was just like, I feel like I can't read anything ever again. Cause that was like the best book ever. And like, I'm just thinking about it. Um, sometimes what I do is like reread the book because I just like can't think of what else to read. And yeah. I just like want to like experience it again. It never hits the same really the second time. Like, you know, you know how it is. Like the, you, you never forget your first. Like, no, no. You never forget your first time reading a book. And like, there are some books that I would just like give anything to read for the first time again. Yeah. Um, but so if I really can't, if I'm just like, oh, I just like, I can't like get over this book. Sometimes I'll like reread parts of it or whatever. Um, and then I sometimes if like I want to read something similar, I go to like the Goodreads thing where it's like people also liked oh, yeah. and pick books off of that. 
um, if I want to read something similar. But sometimes it's like when you read a book that's so good, it's like you just need to read something the complete opposite of like whatever it was Mm -hmm. to like kind of like get you out of that space so like sometimes I'll read a book and it's like it was so good but it was like so sad or like whatever and like that's what's making me in my rut is like I just like can't get over this like amazing sad book so then I need to go read like something like that I like a like like an old reliable you know like something that I know I'm gonna like so like a romance a romance novel by like an author that I know I like or like a YA another thing I love is like YA um like rich teens that genre so like i'll like go find you know like a, a rich teen at boarding school book yeah because i know that like that's something that i'll be able to get through fast and then like once i'm done with that like i'm out of the rut and i can go on to like maybe a book that i was wanting to read that's like a little bit more literary or serious and it's going to take me like longer to read okay i love that that's amazing advice and then the last question is what books are you really looking forward to reading in 2023 and these can be books that you just have on your shelf that you haven't read yet or like things that are coming out Yes. Okay. Well, I have a couple. The first one is, and I guess this is cheating because I've already read it, but I need other people to read it, which is Happy Place by Emily Henry. Ah. So good. I I cannot wait for people to read it. It comes out in April, I think. So that's one that I'm like so excited for it to come out. Um, yeah, you, you like, I, I just, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Um... Another one that I really want to read is called Stone Cold Fox by Rachel uh, Rachel Kohler Croft. Um, and it's like about scammers, which like I love a scammer book. Oh my God, stop. I love a scammer book as well. Um, I also kind of like in the theme of scammers, Yellow Face by R.F. Kuang. Um, she wrote ba- Babel, I want to say, which came out last year. And it was like a very big book. And it's more like um like I'm not really like a fantasy sci-fi kind of girl so I didn't read that one I know it had like some like fantastical elements but I heard it was like amazing this book is about um a it's like kind of a crazy plot idea it's like about a woman who um like didn't write this book that she claims she wrote but like she becomes a New York Times bestseller and it's like it's like it's like she like stole this book and from like an Asian American woman and like she's a white woman and she's like passing it off as her own book. Um, it just like sounds very compelling and I just like need to know like what's gonna happen to this woman. Yeah. Because obviously that's terrible. Um and then the other book that I'm really looking forward to that comes out this year is called Homebodies. Um, and it's a debut novel about a young black writer whose world is like turned upside down when she like loses she like works in media she loses her job and she like kind of like does like like she writes like a manifesto about racism in the industry and it goes viral oh shit um and i a couple people that i know have read it and like said that it was like so striking and beautiful and so i'm really excited to read that and then like on a more light note um i think this book just came out but i haven't read it and it's called do i know you um, by Emily Wiberly and Austin Siegman Broca. Um, they wrote another romance novel last year that I really loved called The Roughest Draft, which if you like Emily Henry, you should read. Okay, wait. Um, I'm definitely going to be all over that. <laughs> yeah, The Roughest Draft. It's like, it's like, it's romance, but it's almost like literary in a sense, like in the writing. Like, I feel like that sometimes with Emily Henry, where like her writing is so, like the prose is so good. And like, it's just like, it, it's a little bit more like, literary in a sense 
Um, and so this, this book, Do I Know You, is their next book. And it's about a um, couple who are going on like a retreat for their five-year anniversary. Um, and like a guest thinks that they're single and introduces them to other people and they're like flirting with other people I don't know like they're pretending like they don't know each other like I kind of love that oh I love that too okay so these are some really exciting things and can you give us your Instagram just so people can keep up with all your book recommendations as as you continue on your reading journey yes of course okay my Instagram is at Emma Benshoff um yep love it. Uh, that's actually what I am on everything so well I love it thank you so much for coming on and for sharing all of your book recs and all of your wisdom about reading I now have like a lofty list of books to read because of you and I will be checking in periodically as I do <laughs> oh my gosh I can't wait I need to hear what you think about all of them and what everyone thinks about all of these books yeah I'm gonna start with tomorrow 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 I think you just you sold it yeah, you need to read it. I need to know everyone's thoughts. We can do a mini virtual book club. Yes, everyone DM us after you read. And thank you, Emma, so much. Yeah, thanks, Eli. Bye. Bye. Bye.